The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. show you're listening to rail sports on the voice of america network i'm in phoenix living like it matters i want to apologize yeah i got a little mix up there but we got everything squared away you know i'm here and uh you know i gotta tell you what matters to me i man it's another every now and then i just have to pull this thing you know the homer kind of thing and i'm just gonna go with the home team and of course the home team for me is you know at times because i have some other places that I call home because I've lived in other places, but yeah, you know it is. It, it's happened. It's I think it's official now. Um, certainly, uh, love has landed, and um, we know that uh, of course uh, the Cleveland Cavaliers have a better chance of winning now due to the fact that LeBron won't be you know asked to do it all by himself. LeBron went out and got him some help, and I love it. You know, I love it. You know, what can I say? Uh, the fact of the matter is also what bothers me. I'm a little troubled. And I'm a little troubled about the fact that now everybody seems to embrace the fact that I don't care if he's a superstar. I don't care if he's one of the greatest of all time. One, being one of the greatest of all time, you, ha- you have an understanding of the game. You know what it takes to win. You know when you have what it takes to win. You know when you don't have what it takes to win. You know what you need in order to win. And so many times those people who are also affiliated with the game might want to spend some time with those who have elite talent and are aware of what it takes to win and hear what they might have to say. Now, again, remember, LeBron was in Cleveland, had the chance to stay in Cleveland had Cleveland been willing to bring some people to Cleveland to help him win? Now, I will admit they tried to bring Shaq in, but you can't bring Shaq in when he got his senior citizen's card. That's a little bit too late. Shaq had his card, you know, gave up the player's card, had the senior's card. He was carrying it, you know, used it on a regular basis, dropped it, you know, every other game, every few games. But I love him. It's a frat. Ooh, shout out, team. Don't, don't, don't be too mad at me. But the fact of the matter is Shaq came too late. You want to get them when they're in their prime. And so LeBron understood that. So Cleveland didn't want to make it happen. He went to Miami. He couldn't convince the guys to come to Cleveland because Cleveland wasn't committed to winning. And then after he leaves, and of course now he has, you know, he he is the architect of the blueprint because you can say what you want to say that Pat Roddy put that team together. But the fact of the matter is Pat might have offered the contracts but again, the players chose to go where they wanted to go. They didn't go to Cleveland with LeBron. They didn't want to go there. Dwayne Wade didn't uproot himself. Dwayne didn't demand a trade to go to Cleveland. You know, Chris Bosh 
mm, I don't think Cleveland was for him at that time. They couldn't convince him. They were committed to winning. So this time, I, you know, I, I don't know if LeBron reached out to Chris or not. I know he reached out to Kevin Love. And so what happens? Show him some love. The land is going to show love, some love. So Cleveland, okay, it, it's time to make it happen now. It's that, that's just the bottom line. Make it happen. You got what you want. You got a lot of things going on in Cleveland. This, you know, I remember years ago, Cleveland was struggling financially. The city, it's a lot of money coming into the city. Athletics is going to be drawing a lot of money. Football, well, you know, Johnny Football is going to be there. Johnny already pre-sold some tickets. Johnny already sold some pre-sold some jerseys. So Johnny may not, you know, factor into this any longer, because I think Johnny should be comfortable. And take the time to learn the game and just lay back. We'll talk about Johnny a little bit later. But that's what matters to me now. Cleveland showing some love to my man. And because of that, I think, uh, you know, chances have just increased. And certainly uh, he's been introduced, uh, Cleveland Cavaliers. I didn't get the story about the zero. There's a story about the zero. Because, as you know, you know, 42 has been... Uh, it's been retired. So there's a story about the zero. I didn't get the story on the zero, but I understand there's a story about it. So maybe we'll get that to you a little bit later. Uh, a little bit later on, I hope to be joined by a guest, beautiful, talented young lady, uh, Tiffany Byers, point guard for the Phoenix Mercury. You know they're in the playoffs, y'all, right? I know a lot of you don't know because they're not doing the best job in the world to let the world know that it's happening. It's, it's that time. Uh, football sometimes can be overpowering and overbearing. It just steamrolls everything that gets in its way. So I don't know if it's the best thing to have the most important part of your season at the beginning of the football season. But that's, it's only 12 months in the calendar year. And I guess they've done the best they could. I, I, perhaps maybe they might move their season up a little bit more, particularly, you know, if they could get into some arenas, you know, maybe move it up a little bit you know, start their season a little bit earlier and then perhaps, maybe, you know, even take it on the road. Take, take your teams on the road to perhaps maybe some cities that don't have, you know, live teams. They don't have teams, they don't have live games in the area. And, and take them and sh introduce your game to them. And then when the season starts, because obviously the Phoenix Suns might still be in the playoffs or something like that, then you can come into the home arena. But take your game on the road a little bit. If the, if, the, if the numbers are down, it might be a way where you can increase your fan base. I, I, I want to do all I can to try to help the WNBA increase their fan play. Because I'm going to tell you, this young lady, if she's able to make it, they do have practice today. So this, I'm taking a big chance. So she may not be here today. I may have to pull her in next week or a week after. Uh, that's what happens when you make them to the playoffs. But the fact of the matter is this young lady, she got better handle than I have or ever had. So I'm, I'm not going, you know, you know, try to, you know, downgrade the game. <laughs> the game is real. They can cross over a whole lot of brothers out there that can't handle, ain't got handle, ain't got no defense. You can get crossed over like, come on, like Allen Iverson used to do. Man, you can get crossed over. Trying to mess around with some WNBA players. And might get, which, come on now, might get posterized. Could very easily get posterized. Now, Darnell know I'm doing my show. Darnell Autry's calling me right now. Former host here. And I'm just going to put him on blast right now. I'm, I'm going to put him on blast right now. Okay, so I want y'all to witness this. this. This is going to happen live on the radio. This, this is what we do. We do it live. Now, Darnell, you know I'm on my show right now. I'm talking loud 
so everybody listening to the show can hear you calling me when you know I'm doing my show. How you doing, man? <laughs> All right, that's Darnell Archer. Darnell, you gotta hit me back, my man, so we can uh, we can catch up. All right, you heard Darnell Archer right there. Darnell was very instrumental. I want everybody to know that in, in what's happening in NC2A lawsuits. Uh, Darnell was one of those young men who challenged uh, the NC2A years ago when he was in school. He actually sued them. And you know what's really interesting? I'm going to tell Darnell's story because he doesn't tell enough. He's too humble. You know, Darnell actually, you know, was trying out for any given Sunday. He, was, he wanted to be the, 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 the Jamie Foxx of any, any given Sunday. And believe it or not, they told Darnell he didn't look enough like a football player. Now, I don't know what a football player looks like when you are already in the National Football League. How could I mean, so I, I must not know what a football player looks like because this man, you know, at that time was in college but went on to be a National Football League running back. And, and they told the young man he didn't look like, you know, he didn't, he didn't look the part. But, uh, but Darnell obviously challenged, uh, you know, the, the, the NC2A. Uh, he, his, he was a theater major. He wanted to go practice his skill set to prepare him for, you know, when he got out of college. He didn't. He, there was no certainty he was going to be in the National Football League. There's never a certainty that any of us will ever be in the National Football League. You know, but you take one step at a time and, and you see what happens. But the reality of it is, you know, he was a college student. And there are college students even today. If you're a theater major and you get an opportunity, you go take advantage of that opportunity. Man, somebody wants me now. I'm not, you know, I'm good enough to be in something now. They think I have the talent to be in something now. Okay, I'll go, I'll, I'll go read, see how it works out. Well, shout out to Darnell Archery because Darnell, although, you know, he um, is very humble. Uh, Darnell, uh, like Ed O'Bannon, stuck his head out a long time ago. And uh, many times, that, that, you know, that nail that sticks up is the one that gets hammered. Uh, Darnell, you know, he got hammered a little bit, but if I'm not mistaken, I think Darnell came out of that situation a little bit unscathed, continued with his college career uh, at the University of Northwestern, broke Damien Anderson's records, two DAs, and of course, uh, you know, ended up playing for the Philadelphia Eagles and maybe someone else too, but Darnell, um, hometown hero here of Phoenix, Arizona, and uh, certainly a, a hero to me uh, because he challenged the NC2A years ago before we all started in 2009 when we started that, uh, that lawsuit against uh, the NC2A, the Ed O'Bannon. Uh, so let me just, uh, m I'm going to move on a little bit because, as I said, there's, there's a chance that, uh, you know, that Tiffany may come, but then also there's a chance that she may not come. So I've got a couple other things that, I, you know, I just wanted to talk about today. And I, I, I happened to see on one of the big boy shows, I happened to see that uh, Demore Smith was, uh, you know, graced uh, the audience with his presence. On Numbers Never Lie, uh, with Michael and Jamil, uh, and uh, it was an interesting conversation they were having. And, you know, one thing that I, I do like about this man, Demore Smith, very intelligent man, uh, you know, background, you know, you all, I think you all know he's, he's an attorney, um, powerful uh, firm down in Washington, D.C. Uh, as a matter of fact, I think I may have, I, I, you know, I, I know the firm prior to knowing DeMores himself. And so once I heard the firm that he came from, I, I was extremely impressed. Uh, his job is, I think he has to run for office again, coming up pretty soon. 
Is he can is he campaigning? I don't know. That's the first time I saw him on TV. <laughs> but I don't know. I know when, when my days in Philadelphia, you know, Mayor Rendell uh, was always uh, pretty good at, at doing that uh, because of the fact that he uh, he had an opportunity to he had an opportunity to, uh, of course, you know, take advantage of his opportunity in the media. He was doing some stuff with with the radio. And so because he was doing stuff on radio and post-game shows, people saw him all the time. So he used that opportunity to advance his campaign. And uh, I don't know if DeMorris was taking that chance now to do it or not, but he certainly talked about his track record. He's done, he's done a tremendous job. I got to give him credit. Done a tremendous job. Everything can always, nothing's perfect. Can always be better. But he, he's done a tremendous job. I tell you what, I, I'm going to take a break. I hear a little music in the background. I'm going to come back and talk a little bit about DeMorris Smith, D. Smith, as we call him. You're listening to Ray Ellis Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix, living like it matters, and I'll be right back. Internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. So Andy Serling packed his bags, left the city, and is enjoying his temporary digs in Saratoga. But that won't stop us from bringing you Playing to Win, the best online handicapping show for serious horse players. Catch Andy and his great lineup of guests every week throughout the month of August on location from the beautiful Saratoga Racecourse. He and his guests are some of the best in the biz. They bring you new insights to making money, and they tell it like it is. I'm 3-5-1 in this race, but the 3 is very much the one to beat. We're going to completely disagree on this race. I absolutely disagree. Spicer, especially at one to two. And it's anything but the same old horse racing show. This is a nine horse field, but really there are seven donkeys and two zebras. Playing to win with Andy Serling, a show seriously committed to making more money at the game, but with a personality. This is a dunce cap horse for me. If this horse wins next week, I got the dunce cap on. YouBet.com's Playing to Win, presented by the Daily Racing Forum. Look for it the day before big race days, mostly Fridays. Find a complete schedule in the Daily Racing Forum or click on Playing to Win at YouBet.com. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. All right. This is Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network. Living like it matters. What matters to me is that the land, Cleveland, is showing some love to my man Kevin Love. He will be uh, a part, well, he is a part of the Cleveland Cavaliers. I'm sure it's just a matter of him putting a little ink to paper. And uh, he and LeBron, pressure's on now. Kyrie Irving, you know, pressure is on. You know, no excuses. Maybe not this year. Maybe, yeah, next year. Not this year, but next year. And the reason why it can't be, you know, it won't be this year is because LeBron said it may not be this year. But, uh, you know, come on. LeBron is just trying to lower the expectations when he's doing that. Trying to take a little heat off himself. I understand that. You know, because it didn't happen to him the first time. And again, if this man is going to supply the blueprint, the blueprint didn't win it the first year. They won it the second year. So following the blueprint, lower the expectations for a championship this year. Can we make it into the champ- NFC? I mean, the, uh, the Eastern Division Championship? Perhaps, maybe. Can we make it out of there until the you know world championship? Yes, perhaps, maybe. Can we win a world championship? Perhaps, maybe. 
but we don't know. But LeBron just kind of lowered the expectations because he was still working on, you know, putting the pieces of the blueprint together. And I think that final piece that, that he was looking for, minimum piece, I don't know about maximum piece, because if it was maximum piece, I think Ray Allen would be there and, and somebody else. Uh, but certainly, you know, the minimum he felt he probably could get it done with if he brought, you know, K-Love in there with him and he has it now. So uh, I, I started to talk a little bit about D. Smith. Let me also say this before I go any further. I uh, want to give a shout-out to Nolan Harrison. N- Nolan does a great job with the Players Association. He used to be the president here, uh, the retired National Football League Players Association. Nolan is down in D.C. now. And, and Nolan, uh, through LinkedIn, has put out a message there. for This is for players, family members of players, wives, you know, uh, brothers, sisters, cousins, uncle, aunts. You know, if you have somebody who's a former player in the National Football League, make sure you let them know that Nolan sent this message via LinkedIn. And this message reads, NFL Players Association recommend retired players obtain health coverage through Go Health via Working America Healthcare's enrollment platform. Again, that's from straight from the man himself. Nolan Harrison has sent that message out via LinkedIn. Again, I'm going to read it again. That message is to NFL Players Association recommends retired players obtain healthcare coverage through Go Health via Working America's Health Cares Enrollment Platform. So take a look at that, and, and if, it, uh, if it is there for you, it's a benefit. You earned it. It's not free. You earned it. Okay, let me get a little bit back to D. Smith. Now, D. Smith is on Numbers Never Lie today, and, uh, you know, D. was challenged with a couple things. You know, perhaps really one of the most important things that stuck out to me was, is there a double standard as it pertains to the requirements of holding up the brand, the shield, the mark, the league, the integrity of the league, the brand, the shield, the mark, the National Football League. But as a human being, a person uh, who has a family, who himself is an individual, that he should be proud of himself. Uh, they asked me a couple questions. Uh, and one of it is, is there a double standard? You know, look at what happens with the owners, uh, Ursay. And, and then what happens with some players? Of course, as we all know, allegedly he was, he was detained and, and had some substance in his car, of which was uh, illegal and, and was, was taken into custody and, you know, and let go after, after a period of time. Now, a, a player, you know, with the same type of situation happens, uh, of course, he has to deal with the law, but then he has to deal with the man. <laughs> That's Roger. And, and Roger normally comes with a heavy hand. And so I think those two, Jamil in particular, uh, the way she addressed DeMorris, who again is, is, is so smooth. The man's an attorney. Not all attorneys are, you know, as smooth as this man is, but, but he's very articulate. He, he, he knew exactly how to handle the question. It, cool, calm under pressure. Certainly what he did is he, he said that you know, there's a standard of which he would like for all people affiliated with the league to live up to. And sometimes it's hard to do that. Certainly, we just had a couple young men for the Pittsburgh Steelers last week, and there was a football game of which they were, you know, on their way to under the influence of marijuana, going to get on the plane to go play a game. I, I don't know exactly what the comment was, the response was when asked by police, but something came out to the effect that the player didn't know that, you know, Driving under the influence of marijuana was illegal. I, I think it was something of that nature. I could be wrong. Don't quote me on that. But certainly, 
Uh, there is going to be consequences, I'm sure, to that. Uh, the game was going to be the next day. I don't think the game was going to be. They, was, they were going to catch the plane, of course, and play the game the next day. But still, uh, there's going to be consequences to that. Ursay was caught. I don't know if they did anything. You know, they assumed that these, he didn't say, the police didn't say these two young men were smoking a joint or a bong or, uh, you know, or a blunt, you know. Whatever. He, he didn't say they were, but, but he smelt it. And I believe he obtained some of the substance, so he assumed that they had been smoking. The guy said they had smoked earlier. Maybe they didn't find any, but he said maybe he smoked early. He did admit to smoking. And, and so what Ursay, now we don't know if he was under the influence. Let's just assume that he was. Similar circumstances, punishment going to be similar. This man owns a team. But then again, Roger Goodell is the gatekeeper. Sometimes you got to protect people from themselves. And so, again, he's the gatekeeper because even though he owns the team, pretty much like what happened in L.A. with the Clippers, this is a detriment to the team. This is a reflection on the team and the league. Now, this is obviously something that people don't want to take it that far, but we're just looking at the consequences are the consequences going to be very similar you know is the punishment going to fit the crime and if so is it going to be consistent and I think that's what DeMorris is was trying to say is that by saying that I think he's saying okay yeah we want everybody to live the best to do the best that they possibly can to live in a life that meets the standard of which you're not compromising yourself, your family, or the league. But at the same time, when consequences arise, that there should be some consistency across the board. Then you know what, you know what Jamil was going to take it from there, and she did. She had every right to. And then what she did is she said, well, okay, well, let's also let's address Ray Rice and domestic violence. Now, I don't know how many of you out there have sisters, but I grew up with a sister, and I was a couple years older than my sister, and I, I don't ever remember my sister actually attempting to start a fight with me, uh, but I do remember one time I, I, I you know, I accidentally, well, I'm not gonna say it. I probably meant to do it. I didn't mean to hurt her, but I meant, she, I pulled her off the bed. I wasn't trying to hurt my sister. I just pulled her off the bed, and she sprained her ankle. My mother probably threatened to well, just kill me. That's all. Don't you ever put your hand on your sister. Don't you ever touch her. You know, it was just my mother let me know then that's not the thing to do. She's a girl, you're a boy. My mother also raised me the fact that if you got to make a sacrifice, if it's, you know, one piece of whatever left and it's you and your sister, your sister eats. You, you can wait. You can deal with it. Be a man. And that's part of being a man. And, and so I know that whatever Ray Rice did, he has apologized for it. He's sorry for it. But I, I, I do know that there are some people out there that are totally against what he did. I'm totally against what he did. But there's some people out there that think that the punishment doesn't fit the crime. 
And I don't know what the legal, well, we know what the legal system did. Basically, the legal system kind of gave him a break. But I think what Jamil was asking is, okay, what are you as the Players Association and the National Football League, what message are you going to send to your fans about domestic violence? That is one of those things that I don't think that's going to go away. And part of the reason why is because everyone, unlike many things, you know, that everybody doesn't have in common, every one of those guys in the National Football League, whether you play, you coach, or you, uh, you know, you're in the front office or you're a scout on the road. Every one of you got a mother. You may not even have a wife. You may not even have a girlfriend. You may not even like girls. But you have a mother. And so basically, you know, what you have to be concerned with here is, you know, if, if they've got a mother, then they should be sensitive to domestic violence. And, and DeMorse went on to then include all kinds of violence. And of course, we, we don't want any kind of violence. But certainly, for who you are and what you represent, I'm going to say we have to step up and, and, and we have to be totally against that. That domestic violence, you know, that's one of those things. It's like, okay, well, you know, you're willing to let somebody else back in the league, you know, or hold somebody out of the league who did something that, in some people's minds, comes nowhere close to domestic violence. But domestic violence, a two-game suspension? And, and so those are kind of things that, that the league is being challenged with consistently. Now, some people may say, well, that has nothing to do with football. You know, you got a guy who hits somebody in the head and knocks him out, gives him a concussion. That has something to do with football. Domestic violence, some people are saying, well, that, that's what they do at home. No. No. Everywhere you go, when you're affiliated with the National Football League, you carry that with you. Let something happen to you. If you're a current player or a former player, let's do something wrong and see how it shows up in the newspapers. They still have those things out there? <laughs> see how it shows up online. See how it shows up on Twitter. See how it shows up on Facebook. Former such and such and such and such did this. So Ray Rice, a current player, domestic violence connected to Ray Rice, also tarnishes the brand of the National Football League. So I'm going to pray for those two, him and his wife. And I'm going to pray for the father-in-law, too, because Ray, the father-in-law, could lose his mind if you ever do that to his daughter again. So I'm going to suggest that you don't do that, man. You get on your knees and you pray. You walk away. All right, I tell you what, we're going to talk maybe a little bit more about D. Smith when we come back, but I'm going to take a break. You're listening to Ray Ellis Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix, living like it matters, and I'll be right back. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. So Andy Serling packed his bags, left the city, and is enjoying his temporary digs in Saratoga. But that won't stop us from bringing you Playing to Win, the best online handicapping show for serious horse players. Catch Andy and his great lineup of guests every week throughout the month of August on location from the beautiful Saratoga Racecourse. He and his guests are some of the best in the biz. They bring you new insights to making money, and they tell it like it is. I'm 3-5-1 in this race, but the 3 is very much the one to beat. We're going to completely disagree on this race. I absolutely disagree. 
despise her, especially at one to two. And it's anything but the same old horse racing show. This is a nine-horse field, but really there are seven donkeys and two zebras. Playing to Win with Andy Serling, a show seriously committed to making more money at the game, but with a personality. This is a dunce cap horse for me. If this horse wins, next week I got the dunce cap on. YouBet.com's Playing to Win, presented by the Daily Racing Forum. Look for it the day before big race days, mostly Fridays. Find a complete schedule in the Daily Racing Forum or click on Playing to Win at YouBet.com. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. You hear that music, you know the show. You just do Rail of Sports on the Voice of America Network. Please, living like it matters. What matters to me is that there is love in the land. Kevin Love has been signed by the Cleveland Cavaliers. He is now a part of the blueprint, of which LeBron James is the architect of that blueprint. Uh, I was mm, got to give some credit to the Cavaliers. They already had Kyrie Irving there. Uh, but certainly, um, let's give uh, Mr. James a little bit of credit being able to entice players to come back or to come with him uh, to Cleveland uh, to uh, make a run for uh, an NBA championship. And um, I think that was very honorable of him to do that. You know, all of a sudden now those people in Cleveland, I think they're embracing the knowledge that this man, this young man has of the game of basketball, understanding what it takes to win, who it takes to win, uh, understanding the power of attraction that he has to convince people to come back uh, or to certainly come into Cleveland. I mean, I, I, I remember years ago where there were a lot of people who did not want to come to Cleveland to play any sport, baseball, basketball, football, hockey. Um, certainly, uh, you know, my story obviously was a little bit different. It was home for me. Like LeBron, of course, I'd love to go home and got a chance to do that and uh, finish my career there. Uh, but but I hope LeBron could finish a little different. I get, you know, going to two uh, AFC championship games, uh, the Two games, both times, one game away from the Super Bowl and not getting a chance to get over that hump. LeBron, you know, I think it's his rookie year, second year, I think it was rookie year maybe, even, you know, got a chance to take his team to, um, you know, Eastern Conference Championship, but couldn't get over that hump. And um, and so we'll see, you know. And uh, and then I think that he, he got a chance, and, and uh, if my memory serves me right, I think at one time um, got swept by, um, okay, my mind is uh, playing tricks on me right now, but you all know, of course, them San Antonio Spurs did that to them. So, anyway, I was trying to forget that. But let me continue to go forward. I want to talk a little bit about the National Football League, only because I've, I've watched a few preseason games. Because preseason, many times to a lot of people, it doesn't mean a lot. Shout out to Andre Hardy Jr., Keep doing it, my man. It's still one game left. One game left to the. It's it's, it's final, because a lot of times it's not over till it's over. So I, let's, let's. I'm just praying for a good friend of mine, his son, Andre Hardy Jr. His dad was a teammate of mine with the Philadelphia Eagles. That's Andre Hardy Sr., uh, who has been on the show with me a couple weeks ago. His son is uh, trying out for the Arizona Cardinals. 
interesting story, and I think some of the commentators during one of the broadcasts got it completely turned around. Uh, Andre Hardy Jr. is the tight end for the Arizona Cardinals, who preseason has, preseason has been wearing number 80. He has not played football since the ninth grade of high school. Uh, he is now 27 years old, I believe, and is trying out for the second time. He tried out one time previously with the uh, Raiders and got injured. I don't think he ever really took the field. Um, he uh, now tried out for the Arizona Cardinals. Just, just tells you the kind of athlete and the kind of dedication this man has uh, when it you know, pertains to achieving a goal that he had in life, to play professional sports. I'm sure if it could have been basketball, he went that route, but it's football. And he never gave up on his dream. And I'm, I'm just so happy for him, if you will. And uh, so let's keep him in our prayers and hope it works out for him. Um, but let's talk about the National Football League. I mean, there's been a lot of laundry thrown on the field, those yellow flags. Uh, but it's been a lot of injuries. ACLs, all, every place you turn around, somebody's tearing their ACL. But then also... I I, I got to go there with this, you know, this hit, hit hit to the head. You know, the concussions. There has been a significant amount of concussions. I think it succeeded this year, exceeded last year this time. Uh, but more importantly, I, I saw one of which I'm I'm just not so sure that the kid for the Texans really, you know, and, and even, you know, I understand Peyton is trying to, you know, stand up for his teammates, but come on, Peyton, this is football. And the man used his shoulder. He used his shoulder. Now, I don't know, you know, what else we can do. You know, here's what you really should do. Is what you're doing is you're taking advantage of the fact that a rule has been put in that's taken away an element of the game, which now allows those who were heartless to have heart. Those who did not want to go across that middle to catch a pass, that if the quarterback lined up when they got to the line of scrimmage and he looked his way and he saw what was waiting for him inside there, he was pointing the other way, that he being the receiver. Go over there. No, not here. Don't throw that ball to me. I told you years ago, Ricky Waters, you know, the man obviously had foresight. You know, he, he, he had a crystal ball. You know, for who, for what? That was what Ricky said years ago. Now, you know, nobody wants to talk about Ricky and how smart he was. But the fact of the matter is, take that play. Do not allow them to throw that quick slant <clears throat> in the National Football League. You can't do that. You can't draw up a play that you know this play Results in these athletes, these players, becoming endangered species. But yet and still, you want to consistently run this play. To the point now, since the rules have been changed, you're running it more than you've ever run it before. And all you're doing is basically, you know, you're, you're, you're basically, you're daring people to hit you. That's all you're doing. You know, you're, you're basically... It's almost like you're, it's like taunting almost. I, I, I dare you. I dare you. I'm going to keep throwing. I dare you. I dare you. What's going to happen? They're going to get fined. They're going to get kicked out of the game. They might even get kicked out of the league. Or they're going to hurt somebody. 
But when the game was played very physical and you could take somebody out, then you stopped. You didn't run that play. You didn't run that play. And that, but that play is, if it's orchestrated correctly, it's, it's a very good play that results in sometimes some very long touchdowns. You hit it in stride, you hit the seam, and, you, and you're gone. Very seldom can somebody, you know, grab you or hit you off the line of scrimmage. I mean, I would, you know, the fact of the matter is, these are some of the quickest and fastest men in the world. If you miss a jam on the line of scrimmage, they are gone. And so many times what people don't want to do is for the concern of missing that jam, they just don't do it. And so what they do is they sit back and they have a safety sitting back. And if you come in here, then the safety is going to take you out. But, you know, we're going to close on you within the five yards. You know, we off you a little bit. You know, sometimes we might try to get up and jam you. But because we don't want to miss that jam, we probably are going to, you know, line up and maybe open our hips a little bit, let you go inside a little bit. But then we, can't, we let you go inside and we can't hit you? Really? Intimidation was, I know for me, it was always good for a player or two. It, intimidation was always good. You know, once I lined up, game started, you know, you take a shot or two at a couple people, you know that shot or two that you take early in the game, that'll give you a, at least one drop pass a game. It's going to give you a, you know, a lot of concern every play. People going to think about it every play. So this, this is just, in my mind, it's, it's totally unfair. The game is so lopsided now for the defensive players. And I'm concerned about the offensive players that are getting hurt. I am concerned about them. You know, and there was, you know, a player the other day, he did lower his head. Lowered the boom, but lowered his head. He, he, the, the boom came from the head. But that used to be the way we were taught to play. That's how football players are taught to play. Now, all of a sudden, you know, and listen, I'm a basketball player. In heart, I'm a basketball player. I'm just not good enough. I wasn't good enough. But now you got guys running track who might be coming out playing football because you, you, you can't really hit anymore. So now football is going to become a, a, a – I used to say that football was it – was, it is not a contact sport. I've always told you that. If you've been listening to me long enough, you know I believe in that. Football is not a contact sport. It's a collision sport. Now it's no longer a collision sport. It's a tackle sport now. It's a grabbing sport. I, I, I remember I used to sit in the film sessions, and coaches would dog you out terribly for grabbing. What are you doing? What are you doing? Grabbing? Are you, not gra- are you grabbing? Ray, you're not, you're not grabbing, are you? Really? What is this, grab? Grab ball? This is football. Hit somebody. I, I just learned that, you know, and I just threw my name in there because I'm sorry. I went to the Ohio State University. We never grabbed. We were taught to knock you out from day one. Bottom line, jacked up. You know what I'm talking about. But there were people out there that would be grabbing. Grab your jersey, throw you down. You know, wrap, you know, I, they, they used to, <laughs> I had one of my coaches for me. And I'm going I'm, I'm to be honest with you. I, I want to let you inside the locker room so you'll know what it's like. Because this hitty thing, it's, it's a two-edged sword. It's so much a part of the entertainment of the game 
But then it's, again, it's so violent, and, and, and the consequences, the results of what happens sometimes. So I'm really stuck. When my son was playing, I was scared to death. I didn't want nobody hitting. Now I'm like a fan now. I'm watching the game, and I'm, I feel like I'm missing something. But it's somebody else's child, so I'm, I'm going to be, you know, I'm going to hold my thoughts a little bit. But it's, it's you know, it's like you just want to take people out. That's the way you were taught to play the game. They hit them as hard as you can. Everybody can't play this game. This, this is football. This is, a, this is a man's man's game. Okay? This is the big boy ball. This, it, no, this is big boy ball. What, what do you mean you want to play? You know how when you was a little kid, you want to play with the big boys? And say, man, get out of here. This is the big boy's ball. You, you couldn't play because you, they felt you weren't tough enough. So you wanted to try to prove to them that you were tough enough that the big boys would let you play with them. This is big boy ball. But because it became so violent, mm, can't do it anymore. So I want to know, for those of you out there to listen, do you still like football? You know, there are some people out there that don't like football the way it is today because they feel like the entertainment value that they used to get, the expectations that they were going to see somebody get jacked up, is not going to happen. It's not going to happen. And I understand DeMora Smith has a job, along with Roger Goodell, they have a job of which they are supposed to make this game safer. If the game is not made safer, their product is going to dry up. Because why? Their product is Pop Warner. That's where it starts at. And if those kids out there continue to get hurt and concussions and if more of the families learn about it, whoo, that could be a detriment to the game. So it's one of those things where, eh, you know, you like it one way, but we, we just can't do that. We, we can't do it. And I, I truly understand. You know, when it's somebody else's son, that's different. When it's my son, I, look, I view it differently. See, that, that, that's selfish. So I want the game to be safer. So the game might become not flag football, but it's going to be grab ball. It's just going to be great. Wrap them up, you know. Like I, I started to tell you a little bit, you know, Coach used to tell me to wrap them up. And I'm like, when you, when, Coach, when you knock them out, you don't have to wrap them up. When you hit them and knock them down, I don't need to put my arms around them. I don't want to go down to the ground with them. I just want to knock them down. Knock them out. Okay, you know what I'm saying, right? Because you've seen it before. Not I ain't saying I did it, but you've seen it before. You know exactly what I'm talking about. All right, we're going to take a break. You listen to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix, living like it matters, and I'll be right back. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. So Andy Serling packed his bags, left the city, and is enjoying his temporary digs in Saratoga. But that won't stop us from bringing you Playing to Win, the best online handicapping show for serious horse players. Catch Andy and his great lineup of guests every week throughout the month of August on location from the beautiful Saratoga Racecourse. He and his guests are some of the best in the biz. They bring you new insights to making money, and they tell it like it is. I'm 3-5-1 in this race, but the 3 is very much the one to beat. We're going to completely disagree on this race. I absolutely disagree. 
despise her, especially at one to two. And it's anything but the same old horse racing show. This is a nine horse field, but really there are seven donkeys and two zebras. Playing to win with Andy Serling, a show seriously committed to making more money at the game, but with a personality. This is a dunce cap horse for me. If this horse wins, next week I got the dunce cap on. YouBet.com's Playing to Win, presented by the Daily Racing Forum. Look for it the day before big race days, mostly Fridays. Find a complete schedule in the Daily Racing Forum or click on Playing to Win at YouBet.com. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. You know the show, you're listening to Rail of Sports on the Voice of America Network. Uh, it's living like it matters, and uh, you know what matters to me. I've already told you that uh, there is a love in Cleveland. The land is showing some love to Kevin Love. K Love is now a member of the Cleveland Cavaliers. The chances for the Cleveland Cavaliers to win the NBA championship has just increased, but LeBron says, hold up, hold up. Not yet, not next year, maybe the year after. I'm saying the year after because, again, this is the man who's the architect of the blueprint, not Pat Riley. LeBron James is finally going to get his just due. Uh, and, and you know what's, what I like about LeBron is that, you know, okay, he left, he went to Miami, he won a championship. So now what he did is he at least won a championship when he left. So when he left, you know, I know everybody that was hating on him was hoping he wouldn't, but he did. He went there not to prove a point, but to to win a championship. By winning a championship, he was able to prove a point. And that point is that if you take a great player and you surround him by maybe one or two other great players, but certainly very, very, very good players, superstar players, that you can win a championship. In the National Basketball Association, the NBA, ever since I've been watching, there's always been a big three. They weren't identified as big three till LeBron came on board. You know, but, you know, Kobe and Shaq always had Big Shot Rob with them, you know, or they had, you know, somebody else with them to make it happen. Uh, but Big Shot Rob was, was a big part of that. Uh, they also had Ron Harper out there. Uh, Ron Harper, I th- I'm sorry, Ron Harper ended up going with Michael Jordan in Chicago for a long time to help him and Scottie Pippen. And, you know, so they, they had, you know, Michael, Scottie. They always had somebody else with them, too, to help them along. But you got to have, you know, you got to have three good, very good, very, very good NBA players on the team. One man can't make it happen in the National Basketball Association. That's not going to happen. So I, I don't care how good you are. You could be the greatest of all time. You just got to have some help. And that's all LeBron wanted to show them. It's just like, okay, let me show you. You don't believe me? Let me go show you. I'm going to come back, and, and, but I'm going to show you. Now, now, will you. now, do you believe me now? You know, it's one of those things where you don't want to say, okay, you believe me now. You, you just hope that people would understand. And, 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 and the city is going to respond. I'm, I'm sure that the basketball will be sold out. We already know what's happening Christmas Day, but it's in Miami. 
Uh, I think LeBron at least deserves the fact that he could have the game in Cleveland. Really? Y'all couldn't give us a, a home game in Cleveland for Christmas? Come on, really? Got to go to Miami for Christmas? At least let it look like Christmas. Miami is going to be the beach. They're going to have swimsuits, bikinis on. Could be back, you know, on the lake and it'd be cold as hell. Snow. Christmas lights look nice on the trees. But anyway, uh, that, that's happened. That's happened. Uh, again, I, I was hoping to have a young lady on the show with me today. I uh, apologize that I did not come through. Tiffany, y'all better win now because I'm imagining y'all was practicing very hard. That's Tiffany Byers. Y'all go check her out. Um, she has a face for TV, <laughs> not for radio. That young lady has a face for TV. And uh, and she could do some great things. This is a, a young lady who, uh, you know, just has tremendous potential. Very, very well educated young lady. You know, very, very good basketball player on a great team right now. And, uh, you know, she wants to be successful on the court and off the court and, and making, you know, strides uh, to make sure that that happens. So I'm going to commend her parents. I'm sure she's got great parents who have been looking out for her to make sure she does the right thing. She understands this is even in the NBA. It's a situation where that's a short-term, you know, opportunity for you. And you've got to get yourself prepared for something long-term. So she's got some interest that she was going to share with us, but uh, just didn't have the time to do it. But we'll show, be sure to get her back in here uh, into the studio. So uh, let me move on, if you will. And uh, let's talk a little bit, because I wanted to talk about this before the show was over. Incognito. you got a situation where you have a young man who is, you know, done, I think, uh, according to what was written and reported, uh, the minimum things that they asked him to do to get in back into the National Football League Association to be a member of somebody's team. Now, I, I can tell you this. There are certain things of which players tolerate because they have to. There's nothing they can really they can do about it, and that is your teammates. You know, other than basketball is a little different. You, you don't always find yourself in a position where you are choosing. We're talking about football. We ain't talking about basketball. Where you're choosing your teammates. That anybody is even, you know, asking your opinion about your teammates. Football's different. Basketball, hmm, small group of people. There's only five of them on the court at a time. But I'm going to tell you this. This situation with Incognito is, you know, it's probably reached new heights. Uh, this, this is a situation where, uh, you know, they were able to sit down and talk to a lot of people on that Miami Dolphin team about things they heard, they saw, they witnessed, they participated in, they tolerated, they liked, they didn't like. And believe me, there were some strong opinions that came out about what was being done. You know, bullying is something that's very serious. And, 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 and then when it has some racial overtones, it's even more serious than what some people might really want to imagine and think about. And so this is something that was really, really, really serious. And, and then not only that, this man, it was beyond something of which was a mere joke. Uh, because this man had anger issues afterwards. After all, a sports car? This man damages, destroys just about a sports car, his own sports car. 
because he's upset with the fact that he's been released from the team, suspended for the team from a period of time. Now, I don't know about you, but for me to damage my own sports car, you know how most men are. I mean, real men, we love our cars. I mean, we really, really love our cars. You know, sometimes, hey, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to go there, but you know what I'm saying. We love our cars. This man has a sports car, probably $100,000. He destroys it because he's been, you know, suspended from the team for things that he did. Now, there is, I'm not going to sit up here and pretend that hazing doesn't go on. It does. But it's not mean-spirited. And it's, and it's done majority of the time by the team. This is individual hazing. This is not even, it's beyond hazing. This is bullying. You know what's really surprising to me, though? And I got to be honest, I, I didn't think big dudes can bully big dudes. I mean, I, I, how's a big dude going to bully another big dude? I, that's just me. Now, this is serious, and I'm being serious. I'm telling you the truth. I didn't think big dudes bully big dudes. I think I always thought that the bullying comes in when there's a bigger dude bullying a little dude. I've never really seen a big dude bully another big dude to the point where one of them is, you know, a little scared and the other one, you know, is, you know, putting a hammer down on him. In any way, whatever that hammer might be, he's putting it down on him. But I guess these things happen. And, you know, it, it's come out. A couple of people say they would not want Incognito as their teammate. That's going to destroy their locker room. You know, there's some things that people can accept and other things we just, we're not going back there. See, when you start, again, going over that, once you bring that stuff in there, that, 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 that racial stuff in there, that's different than even bringing somebody like Michael Sam into the locker room. Because, see, Michael Sam is something that, listen, that's his choice. That's him. This person is bullying one of your teammates, you know, to the point where, you know, he kind of timid and scared and he may not be practicing. He may not be giving us his best because he's scared. We can't have that. We can't have that. So incognito, maybe you might need to go away a little bit more, go to some more anger management classes because you still need some of that and let this stuff quiet down a little bit. You know, this ain't Riley Cooper. Riley Cooper was just on video just saying something. He's talking a whole lot of trash, but wasn't nobody around. This is somebody who actually bullied somebody, and people witnessed it. And I don't know why those who witnessed it didn't do something. Because I'm not sure. Uh, I got the temper. Y'all don't know that about. Well, no, there's some people from Canton, Ohio that listen to this show that know I got a serious temper. But I tell you what. My temper's not going to get me in trouble. I'm not going to say anymore because it's time for the show to end. I've enjoyed my show today. You've been listening to Rail of Sports on the Voice of America Network. I'm in Phoenix living like it matters, and I'll see you next time, which will be the best time. Thank you for spending this hour with Ray Ellis Sports. We hope that you've enjoyed today's conversation. For more information and to write Ray, visit RayEllisSports.com. That's RayEllisSports.com. Be sure to join us again next Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern, right here on the Voice America Sports Channel.